What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, and thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Greg Freeman, and I have the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here at New Vision. Today we'll be reading Mark chapter 8, verses 1 through 21, and I'm reading from the ESV translation. In those days, when a great crowd had gathered and they had nothing to eat, he called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? Verse 5, And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them, and gave them to his disciples to set before the people, and they set them before the crowd. Verse 7, And they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Verse 9, And there were about 4,000 people. And he sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. Verse 11, The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit, and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. Verse 13, And he left them, got into the boat again, and went to the other side. Verse 14, They're in the boat. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. <clears throat> and he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? Verse 19, When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, Seven. Verse 21, and he said to them, do you not yet understand? Now, as we dive into the scripture, it's possible you're thinking, I misspoke. Wait, Jesus fed 5,000, you might be thinking, and you're right. All four of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, record the feeding of the 5,000 men in Galilee. Now, outside of the resurrection, this feeding is the only miracle that Jesus performed that was recorded in all four gospels. That fact alone makes the feeding of the 5,000 very important. However, that was only one of two times that Jesus fed the multitude. Here in Mark uh, chapter 8, we see Jesus feed another 4,000 people. Now, that too is very significant because it's uh, yet more clear evidence for us that Jesus is our abundant provider, not just a provider, but an abundant provider. So let's take a closer look. Now, this event, the feeding of the 4,000 people, is only found in the Gospels of Matthew and Mark, but it's a very different event. It's clearly a different event with some different details, and some people confuse the two, but it's worth noting the separation between the two different ones. I'm going to quickly share some of the differences, and I believe they're helpful as we look at what this scripture can mean to us. 
<clears throat> so the, the feeding of the 5,000 was 5,000 men, not counting women and children. So that probably means a total of fifteen to 20,000 people were fed. And the narrative we just read in Mark 8, a total of 4,000 people were fed. So a big difference in the number of people fed. In the case of the 5,000 men, Jesus started with five loaves and two fish. Uh, here in Mark 8, he had at hand seven loaves and a few small fish. After feeding the 5,000 men, uh, women, and children, there were 12 baskets full of leftovers. After feeding the 4,000, there were seven baskets full. The feeding of the 5,000 men happened north of Galilee, and the feeding of the 4,000 people happened southeast of Galilee. So these are some distinction, but here's the one that's really, really important. The feeding of the 5,000 was mostly comprised of Jews, while the feeding of the 4,000 people was mostly Gentiles. So what's the point of these different comparisons? One, it's really important to note that these are two separate miracles, two different events, two different times. Jesus showed compassion for thousands upon thousands of hungry people and took miraculous action to provide for them. Jesus cares. It also begins to show that the message of Jesus Christ is not going to be limited to the Jewish people, which was the expectation of the Jews at the time who were awaiting the Messiah. Jesus' blessings were not limited to God's chosen people. The second miraculous feeding of the Gentiles shows that the Savior had compassion on them as well. That means the message of Christ is open not just for Jews, but for Gentiles as well. That's just great news. Now, as we look at back at this narrative, there are three things that really show up, and I'm uh, stealing these from Danny Aiken's commentary, Exalting Jesus and Mark. Now, first, where we tend to see a problem, Jesus already has a plan. Now, remember, God is sovereign. In verse 2, we see Jesus talking about the compassion he has for the hungry crowd. He's concerned that if they're not fed and sent home, they'll faint on the way. For the disciples, that concern poses a problem. They can't figure out how they're going to feed so many in such a desolate place. But Jesus has a plan, and he turns their seven loaves and a few small fish into a meal for 4,000 people with leftovers. Not only did he provide enough, he provided abundantly. Now listen to the first part of verse 8 again. And they ate and were satisfied. Jesus satisfies all of our needs, and he does so in ways that we cannot begin to expect or imagine. Second, we see that as Dr. Aiken says, unbelievers will demand a sign, but reject one when they see it. I'm going to say that again. Unbelievers will demand a sign, but reject one when they see it. In verse 11, the Pharisees resume arguing with Jesus, seeking a sign to test him. Now, this demand, of course, is after the second feeding and numerous other miracles, but they're simply not willing to accept that Jesus is who he said he is. The reality is they didn't want him to be the Messiah because it didn't fit with what they expected. It was going to cost them power. This Jesus was upsetting their view of things, and that was enough to cause them to dismiss him despite what they observed. They stood in front of God incarnate, and they turned their backs on him. Now, note how Jesus reacts. In verse 12, the scripture says, he sighed deeply in his spirit. Jesus is frustrated. But look at verse 13, and he left them. Now, to me, that reads as just so abrupt. They denied his miracles, so he just left. It's reminiscent of Mark 6, 11, where Jesus said to the disciples, if any place will not receive you and they will not listen to you when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. The message is clear, I think. Some people will always reject Jesus. So for us, the command is to keep seeking out those who will receive him. And the third point is this. Those who were closest to Jesus saw great works, but still did not fully understand. In verse 14, Jesus and the disciples were in the boat, but guess what? They had forgotten to bring bread. They only had one loaf. In verse 16, Mark writes, and they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. 
It's really kind of remarkable. Just a little time before, they had witnessed Jesus feeding 4,000 people with seven loaves and a few fish. But before that, they had seen Jesus feed 5,000 men, women, 5,000 men, which is probably, again, fifteen to 20,000 people with just a few loaves. Yet here they are concerned about not having any bread. Now, Jesus was aware of this, and he started asking them questions. Now, think about just a moment how it would feel to be asked these questions by the Lord. Try to imagine his, his tone of voice. Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? And he starts asking them questions about the other feedings. <clears throat> Verse 19, when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said, 12. Verse 20, and the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said, seven. And he said to them, do you not yet understand? <clears throat> now I would imagine with each question, their answers got just a little bit quieter, just a little bit more sheepish. But I love this about the questions, the questions that Jesus asks, and this is really, really important to hear. The questions are not intended to shame, but to instruct. I want to say that again. The questions Jesus is asking are not intended to shame uh, his disciples. They're to instruct them. He's teaching them faith by reminding them what they experienced. Now, while it's pretty clear the disciples are slow learners, I have to say that so am I. And over the course of my life, Jesus has asked that series of questions to me. Why are you discussing the fact that you have no, and here you can fill in the blank with anything. Do you not yet perceive or understand? Is your heart hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? Do you not remember what I've done for you? How many times have I provided for you in ways that you never imagined? How many times have I provided for you abundantly? Do you not yet understand? I'm like the apostles. In many ways, I've seen the Lord do great things, but still fail to fully comprehend them or take confidence in them. But here's the best news. As humans, we may be slow learners, but Jesus doesn't give up on us. Think about these disciples. Think about these apostles. Most of these guys, the same guys who forgot about these feedings, died martyrs' deaths, according to church tradition. Clearly, over time, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, their faith and trust grew to the point where they were willing to die for what they knew to be true. So the question I ask myself, I ask you, is it what's it going to take? What's it going to take to grow that faith? What's it going to take to live your life confident in your understanding that Jesus is going to provide? I pray that that would be your prayer. And Lord, I pray that you would grow uh, as I would grow in our faith as we see how Jesus loves us. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.